0: Welcome to MIT Supply Chain Frontiers from the MIT Center for Transportation and Logistics. Each episode features center researchers and staff who welcome experts from the field for in-depth conversations about business, education, and beyond. On today's episode, MIT Sustainable Supply Chain's director Alexis Bateman speaks with Nalini Bates and Chris Oswald after a roundtable on supplier diversity, equity, and inclusion. The three share challenges and insights from the discussion and offer pointers for others aiming to advance DEI in their organizations. Take it away, Alexis.
1: Thanks for joining me today. My name is Alexis Bateman. I'm the director of MIT Sustainable Supply Chains. At our lab, we have been looking at supply chain sustainability broadly. One of the topics that has emerged, which is under the umbrella of United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, is diversity, equity, and inclusion. And today, we're very fortunate to have two long-term supplier diversity professionals, Chris Oswald from UPS and Nalini Bates from Procter & Gamble. Welcome.
2: Hello, my name is Chris Oswald. Uh, I'm with UPS and I'm the Vice President of Global Supplier Diversity.
3: Thanks for having me. This is Nalini Bates from Procter & Gamble. I lead what we call supplier citizenship at P&G. So that is both supplier diversity and responsible sourcing sitting in our purchases function.
1: So I think today we wanted to join together just to reflect on some of the learnings about the round table and, and generally around supplier diversity equity inclusion. What do you think were some of the points of disagreement or or challenges uh, that came up in the round table and maybe I can turn this over to Chris to start and then get Melanie's reflections.
2: Thanks Alexis and, and let me thank you first for putting the round table together because events like this are so important to uh, to really feed some provocative discussions and get some issues out on the table and we were able to do that in this format which was wonderful you know and i I don't like to frame them as disagreements because in many cases it's just causing us to think about things in a different way and maybe recognize challenges that we haven't been addressing or we haven't been talking about to the level that's, that's needed and i think we were able to surface a number of challenges which is good because that's where you have to start. If you don't know what your challenges are, how are we ever gonna drive change? Mm -hmm. And how are we ever gonna make really a step change in impact of supplier diversity on economic inclusion? So these types of discussions are important. Mm -hmm. But we'll also start with one. One of, I think, the areas of challenge, and Nalini did a great job in in the round table talking about this, has to do with metrics and how you set up your metrics around a supplier diversity program to drive the right behavior. And one of the challenges that's we often don't talk about as much as we should is that with such a focus on spend and how much money we spend with diverse suppliers, that can cause behaviors that over-focus on a dollar amount of spend and maybe under-focus on the impact that spend's having on communities. And we see that when we see supplier diversity programs that maybe really concentrate spend on just a handful of suppliers. And those suppliers you know, are, are great suppliers and are, and are bringing great value to the corporations, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But if that's the focus of the of the program is just driving spend, we miss the opportunity to impact more suppliers and broader communities. And I think that's that's one of the key challenges that, that we see in supplier diversity. And Nalini had a great discussion on it. I appreciate it.
3: Yeah, I couldn't agree more with um, how she articulated one of what my takeaway, that was one of the biggest challenges we're all talking about. We all feel like economic inclusion and economic impact is what we are trying to drive with the work we do. And those of us who get to do this every day understand that this is complicated. There are many ways that we can help drive economic empowerment in our supply chains. That is with diverse owned companies But we have other tools in that toolbox. We have to think about encouraging suppliers to have diverse workforces. We have to encourage our suppliers to have uh, diversity in their leadership and in their uh, board of directors. All of this together can have the same economic impact that we have been uh, working so hard on with this traditional supplier diversity program. And I think when it it comes to uh, things like certification, and the definition of how we certify, uh, Chris's discussion on that was, was really enlightening because, and I agree, it's not necessarily a disagreement on how to move forward, but I do think it's a challenge on if we want to think more holistically, there are some of these traditional measures and metrics that we do have to uh, you know, think differently about And putting some structure around that, I think, across corporations and academia might be a great place to move going forward.
2: For sure. You know, Alexa, if I could jump in, I think the role of academia is so critical here because corporations like UPS, like P&G, we've been working at this for decades. We've worked with nonprofit agencies and, and within government programs in some cases, and good work that's done, but we have not really moved the needle of late in terms of the, the scale of impact. And I think it is because we're, we're this is a hard set of ships to move, right? When nonprofits are dependent upon corporate dollars, governments have their own prioritization and, and impact us in different ways. A step and a role for academia is important to bring some objectivity and some rigor to what we're doing. And I think that can help us drive change. Um, there was another key challenge that came up, and I, I don't recall who brought this up, but it was it, I think is really important. and that is the amplification of the value of what we do in supplier diversity if we are better coordinated across various functions and pillars of diversity in our organization. So oftentimes we think of diversity around employment, We think of it as suppliers. Uh, many of us look at communities and customers as well. When we better coordinate as corporations across the functions that support each of those constituencies, we can better understand the value of what we do and then optimize our investments and optimize our work. So when I mm-hmm. collaborate with marketing and we think about what can we do to help diverse businesses grow, then you know I've got a marketing piece that says, boy, small business growth is part of our strategy. We're in. How can we help? How can we invest? What can we offer? And we're in from the procurement side as well when i partner with our foundation and they say we're investing in philanthropic efforts i'm like you know what if we shift a little bit of that investment over into some of this economic areas for businesses we can grow a customer base and grow a supplier base and you start amplifying those impacts <laughs> and i think you know historically supply diversity has is often been isolated in companies as a as a as a group and the extent that more companies um, can see the synergy of looking at all the pillars of DE&I together and collaborating on messaging and investment uh, and prioritization, I think, is, is a huge, huge opportunity for us that, um, you know, not everybody is tapping into yet. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and I, I would add maybe a different spin on the same topic. Um, there might be things we can learn from the environmental sustainability work that I think we have all you know we're all aware of too, but there there has been a lot of work in the last you know ten years to come together cross industry as Chris was saying um, across the value chain to really think about what are the priorities. Uh, there's been alignment on how to measure some of that environmental sustainability work. You know I think one of the really interesting brainstorm topics coming out of the roundtable is. How can we follow that same path when it comes to DE&I? And how can we think about common metrics and, um, you know, defining impact and then being able to measure that within our businesses? I think that is the desired end state, but lots of questions and challenges on, on how to get there.
1: To follow up on that, I don't know, Melini, did you want to um, potentially encapsulate uh, one of key takeaway from, from that day?
3: You know, for me, and just uh, probably given the journey that we are at, we are on at P and G, this idea of um, how to measure the impact corporations can make is is probably the most critical question uh, that I have to think about. You know, we spend tens of billions of dollars every day, and so when I talk to my buyers around the world, that's a great responsibility to spend that money buying things and uh, from companies that further our purpose, values, and principles that we hold so dear at P&G. So how do you find those like-minded suppliers to build a value chain that is really furthering everything that we're aiming to do across equality and inclusion, sustainability, community impact, all of that um, CSR type of work, right? There's, There's definitely a greater role that um, our buyers, the purchasing area, the, our supply chain colleagues can can play, but this question about how to measure the impact when you do that outside of your company, to me, is the key question for us going forward.
1: Uh, anything, Chris, for you that was like a key aha moment?
2: Sure. I mean there there were there were a lot of great moments. I think one thing that has probably resonated with me the longest, that I've thought about the most since we finished up the uh, the roundtable are thinking through some of the unintended consequences of our current certification model. So we had a great conversation challenging whether or not, you know, the certifications as they're done today are really serving our purpose. And I think it's important to think about that in terms of, have we created some unintended consequences that are running counter to our purpose? You know, we we had a discussion around, has certifying minority businesses, you know, should we stop and think, have have we created some form of a black tax? by adding effort and expense to a process for folks to get that extra support uh, to bid on a, on a corporate contract. you know we, we don't have all the answers yet, but I think we'll never get the answers unless we start really digging in to some of the assumptions that we've made, that how we've worked historically and how certifications have worked historically will serve us into the future. Uh, I'm not sure that's true, and I think um, there was some great discussion around You know, maybe it's not a one-size-fits-all. Maybe it's not only one certification that we need. You know, maybe there's other considerations that we need to think about to be able to broaden the network and bring more diverse businesses in and engage more corporations in this work.
1: Yes, uh, I think that was such a a critical point and and such important point of view to kind of revisit these long-held assumptions. This is the right way that you know this works for everyone. Where in some cases, in many cases, it's a a barrier to entry when that's not really the original purpose of, of some of those approaches. So uh, given that you both have long-standing programs at your organizations, we're seeing a lot of new entrants to uh, DE&I in general, but also supplier diversity. Do you see that continuing into 2021? And what's uh, maybe what is the key issue here of the uh, depth of investment? Do you worry that perhaps there'll be new entrants that are not doing it as well and as completely as, as they should be. And maybe I'll turn that to Nalini to start.
3: You know, it's, it's a, it's a great question because I think for those of us like Chris and I, who have been part of organizations that are, that have been doing this a long time, I think we probably both get a lot of phone calls from our peers that are starting out or through the round table type discussions where we try to um, you know, informally coach others as they try to stand up their programs. And there's some great things about that. And there's also some risks to that. I mean, clearly, as we just talked about today, going forward, we have to do things differently. So if we continue to coach others uh, who are setting a foundation for their program the way we've done ours, perhaps we miss an opportunity. So I think it's really important that we also encourage these new entrants to think about uh, you know, potentially think about this in a, in a different way. And in a way, they have less to lose by trying something different. And then we can learn from them, right? So it's really this, uh, it's a great example of how it's important that we bring to the table people with all sorts of different experience. It truly is some, a, a place where we all learn. It's, um, it's not just a one way. I mean, we, we learn just as much.
1: Mm-hmm. Good words, and, and thinking about how there's an opportunity there for the for these new entrants, right? Bringing new ideas and bringing fresh perspectives. Maybe the last uh, kind of concluding thought. Any advice to those newly starting up the supplier diversity programs and the path ahead?
2: Although there's been programs that are around forever, it really is a green field on how you approach it. I think what's important is that you align your focus to your corporate strategy. Um, for businesses that try to do this as As uh, everybody else is doing it, I guess we need one of these approach will very likely almost always struggle with resources and buy in from stakeholders and, you know, trying to get the seat at the table to make, you know, get people to try new suppliers. If you if you align what you're trying to accomplish with supplier diversity. With your corporate strategy, your growth strategy, your you know, then then you've got a business reason, and you have economics behind what you're trying to do, and that makes it so much more powerful. Value alignment is important, of course, but today, you know, shame on any company that doesn't have DNI as part of their values. So value alignment alone is not going to be enough to make the, the program real. Make sure you are aligned very very closely to your corporate strategy, uh, and that will get you the support you need to uh, make the investments and, and drive the change
3: crystal mine. Um, <laughs> I, I will, you know, of course, having it aligned with your corporation's e strategy is critical. The second thing I would, I would say is, you know, try to prioritize. I think this is something that is also hard. I think a lot of us feel like there is so much opportunity that we want to do a million things. Um, and so really forcing yourself to prioritize and get some quick wins and gain momentum, while it might feel hard in the moment, long term will probably be more beneficial.
1: Well, I just want to thank you both for joining and summarizing the learnings of the day, but just really especially bringing your expert insights on uh, supplier diversity, equity, and inclusion. We, we can foresee this continuing to be a key focus area going forward and hope that uh, we can kind of bring, continue to bring awareness, uh, bring recognition of the importance of this issue and scaling efforts. So thank you both for your your time and and thanks everyone for joining us today.
2: Thanks Alexis. And thank you to MIT and the center for putting this together, incredibly valuable.
3: Yes, thank you so much. I appreciate the invitation and look forward to helping out however I can going forward.
0: All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this edition of MIT Supply Chain Frontiers. My name is Arthur Grau, Communications Officer for the Center. I invite you to visit us anytime at ctl.mit.edu or search for MIT Supply Chain Frontiers on your favorite listening platform. Until next time.